Hey, like it or not, work is a part of all of our lives. Whether it's homework, housework, busy work, or the work that pays the bills. During this series, we're talking about good work. We're glad that you've joined us for this episode, and I want to encourage you to stay to the end, and I have another message for you. And before you log off, don't forget to check in online by clicking that link in the chat. Thanks so much for being a part of this series. I hope it's an encouragement to you. Good morning, and uh, glad that you're here. Let's take a moment and uh, just pray for Pastor Bill as uh, as we start uh, our uh, time together in God's Word today. Heavenly Father, God, we do come to you on behalf of Pastor Bill. God, we pray for for healing and for for restoration of his his body. God, we pray that this infection would uh, go away and that the the complications that it's causing. Um, to organs and, and other parts of his body, that all of that would be taken care of. God, we pray especially uh, for Jean as she supports and encourages her husband. God, we pray for uh, Pastor Bill's kids, for Josh, for Jen, for Jamie and Dan, uh, and uh, for Riley that are all connected there. God, for the rest of the family that is, is elsewhere uh, this morning. God, we pray that they would find hope and encouragement in you uh, in this. God, we pray uh, that, that very soon, if it's your will, that uh, Pastor Bill will be back with us. And uh, God, we also pray for our time together in your word, that you would uh, help us to, to be sensitive to your spirit and uh, see what you have for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I have a bad habit that I need to, to confess to you this morning. And uh, it's, it's this, you can pray that... Uh, the small victories recently would, would turn into uh, a pattern of defeat of this habit. I have a bad habit of showing up to meetings and walking out as the president of an organization. I'm, I'm really praying for deliverance from this. Okay, it's happened multiple times. I'm trying to get over it. One of the times that it happened... Uh, caused me to, to come into interaction with a, a strange and dangerous creature that, that I'd only come into contact with, like on the Discovery Channel. Uh, this, this creature can leap at you at the most surprising times. And just when you think you've, you've made friends, that, that, that it'll turn on you in a moment. This creature is named the moms of a PTO organization. Okay? This is not in this state. We will protect the name of the school to protect the guilty. But somehow I walked into a meeting one time and no one wanted to be president and somehow I ended up with the job. Despite the lack of interest for the president role, there were no shortage of opinions on what needed to happen during that school year. 
Donuts with Dad had to happen a certain way. Fundraisers needed to go at this schedule, and and this, and that. There was line minefields everywhere that I did not know where to step, and I stepped in them regularly. The reality is, is that often when when we jump into trying to do good works and trying to help out, it doesn't always go the way that maybe we anticipated. We're just trying to do a good thing, and then something like a PTO mom snaps up, and you're in trouble. Uh, This idea, no good deed, no good works go unpunished, is a reality. And as we think about having a commitment to good works and and this idea that that good works keep working, we need to understand and remember that that immediate positive feedback (laughs) should not not be required to keep pursuing good works. And and Nehemiah learned this. I invite you to turn in your copies of, of God's Word if you're using the journal. It's on page 26. We're going to jump into our story. Remember last week, uh, Pastor Josh shared with us and we learned how these amazing things that Nehemiah was doing, how generous and giving and benevolent he was in his leadership. And he was buying meals for people and he was taking care of them and and doing all of these things. And we get to the end of chapter 5 and verse 19 and it says there, Nehemiah prays and says, Remember for my good, O my God, all that I have done for this people. And we're expecting great things to come in chapter 6. This is what happens. Now when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arab, and if you remember from earlier, Nehemiah, these are the bad guys, so like the the little theme music starts playing here to, to let us know we got trouble. And the rest of our enemies heard that I had built up the wall and that there was no breach left in it. Although up until that time, I had not yet set up the the doors and the gates. So he's got the wall all done. He just needs to hang the doors. Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying, Come, let us meet together at Pachyphyrum in the plain of Onho. But they intended to do me harm. And I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work and I I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? They sent to me four times in this way and I answered them in the same manner. In the same way, Sanballat for the fifth time sent his servant to me with an open letter in his hand. It was in it was written. It is reported among the nations that, and, and Geshem also says it, that you and the Jews intend to rebel. This is why you're building the wall. And according to these reports, you wish to become their king. And you also have set up up prophets to proclaim concerning you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. And now the king will hear these reports, so come and let us take counsel together. And then I sent to him saying, "No, no such thing as you have said has been done, for you are inventing them out of your own mind making up stories, for they all wanted to frighten us, thinking their hands will drop from the work, and it will not be done. But now, O God, strengthen my hands. Now I went to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, 
the son of Metatabel, who was confined to his home, and he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple. Let us close the doors of the temple, for they are coming to kill you. They are coming to kill you by night. But I said, should such a man as I run away? And, and what man such as I could go into the temple and live? So ne Nehemiah was not a priest, and there were parts of the temple that, that only priests could go to. And there's actually stories in the Old Testament of, of people who, who shouldn't have gone in and, and died because they went into to the part of the, the temple that was for only the priests. Nehemiah says, I will not go in. And I understood and saw that God had not sent him, but had pronounced the prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. For this purpose he was hired, that I should be afraid and act in this way and sin. So they could give me a bad name in order to taunt me. Remember Tobiah and Sanballat, oh my God, according to these things that they did, and also the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets who wanted to make me afraid. Nehemiah experienced what, what we often can experience in our lives too. And this is the idea that no good deed goes unpunished. No good works go unpunished. But what, what Nehemiah knew and what we want to remember this morning is that, that the key to persevering in good works, to keep working despite that uh, reality, is that, that we need to remember who we're working for. And that when you do good works, you are working ultimately for God. So no matter if you're doing good works in your workplace, no matter if you're volunteering with an organization in town, no matter if you're trying to, to help family members out or, or fellow church uh, attenders and, and members out, ultimately when you are doing good works, you are working for God. Part of my previous life uh, and that was I was a manager for a time for, for Borders Bookstores. I had a number of different leadership roles there and, and that, but, but a long stint of my time with them was I was the, the human resource manager. And so what that meant was oftentimes I would get to do like new employee orientation and, and help people know what they could do to be successful in their jobs and in, in the workplace. And so we're going to do a little bit of a, a new employee orientation this morning from, from our text. We're going to look and, and remind us of four truths, four orientation truths that will help you be successful in your job of doing good works. Okay? So let's look at the first one. The first one is this, that there is no fooling your boss. There's no fooling your boss. Remember how our, our passage started today. It says, remember for my good, oh my God, all that you have done for this people. And then at the end of the text, it says virtually the same thing, but in reference to Tobiah and all the, the bad people. Remember Tobiah and Sanballat, oh my God, according to these things that they did, who wanted to make me afraid. And what, what's the point here? The point is that there was no hiding what was really happening, both on the good side for Nehemiah and on the negative side for, for the enemies. God knew everything that was happening. 
We're also going to take a look at this morning some verses. I'll have them up here on the screen, but from Colossians chapter 3, if you want to put your your thumb in that or, or flip in your history on your app to go back and forth. But in Colossians 3, it reminds us here, talking about employees and and people that work for others, it says, Bondservants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Fearing the Lord. That's not meant to be like super scary, but it is the reality. God knows what's happening. God knows what's happening. I remember when I figured this out from an earthly boss when I was in high school. I was working for a company. It was called, I think at that point, Signature Rookies. It changed names several times. But it was a sports memorabilia company. And I had, I had elevated, I had gotten promoted up from the, the warehouse and the shipping department. And now I sort of had an office job, kind of a gopher, like, uh, and, and that. And they gave me an assignment one time to, to look through the pages of their catalog. And then I had to, to manually look up all of the sales connected with each item on every page of the catalog. Now today, you could probably push a button and do that in about 30 seconds. But this was like a several day project that I was, I was supposed to be on. And I got into it and, and I was working and, and slowly people left to go home. I was in high school at the time, so my my schedule started mid-afternoon and went into the evening. And before too long, I'm all by myself in the office. And it comes time for my 10-minute break. Perfectly fine to do. So I decide, I know what I'll do. I'm sitting at this computer. I will play that great and glorious game called Minesweeper. Right? Some of us remember Minesweeper. It's this little logic game that you, you had to try to figure out. And what happened was my 10-minute break somehow became like 45 minutes of being captivated by, by Minesweeper. And then what happened? My boss came back because he forgot something in the office. And I was like panicked. I was cut to the quick because I knew I had wasted all this time. And I fumbled over myself and made excuses and and whatever, I think I ultimately, like, he left and I punched out and worked for another three hours that night off the clock. And, like, the, my boss ended up becoming a pastor as well. I saw him a few years ago and I, I shared the story and thanked him for the lesson that I learned because of this. He's like, I don't remember that ever happening. I was like, well, whew, that's a relief because I've been, like, guilty every time I thought of you for the last, like, 20 years. Uh, but... But I learned a lesson there, right? When God is watching, we need to work hard no matter what, right? Like whether somebody is noticing, whether somebody's seeing, whether somebody's keeping track, no matter what the circumstances are, good or bad, God sees it all. So let's work hard. Let's work hard. The second orientation truth that that I want us to remember is, is this, that that your retirement plan is amazing. It's amazing. You could even say it's out of this world. It's like the classic pastor joke, right? Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing from 
knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. When you do good works, when you work hard, when you volunteer in an organization, when, when you help a neighbor out, when, when you care for the, for the sick, ultimately, your reward is coming from Jesus Christ. And it's going to be paid out for eternity. And so whether or not you can bring 15 cards to fill this up and, and you get acknowledgement here and now, whether or not you have a great benefits package at your job, no matter what the reality is, when you do good works, God is watching and will reward you and is giving you, you'll receive the inheritance as your reward. You're going to be eternally blessed. There's a lot of emphasis today on, on benefits packages and, and all that. And that's great. It's important to, to prepare for the future and to save and, and all of that. When I was working for Borders, one of the benefits that they gave us was stock options. Uh, thankfully, in my youth, I was still a little unwise and I decided to cash them out and go to Europe, which I did, which was good because the company was like, defunct in a year and a half, so then might as well, because they would have been worth nothing, right? But that's, that's a, an earthly benefit. Your 401k, your Roth IRA, your investments, like no matter how big they are, it's going to end. But when you step in to meet Jesus for eternity, the good works that you've done will pay eternal dividends. So keep that in mind. Your hard work will be rewarded. Your hard work will be rewarded. Even if it doesn't seem like it in the here and now, there is a reward that's coming. The third truth that, that I want you to, to remember in that uh, this morning is that, that your boss will right all the wrongs. Your boss will right all the wrongs. And Nehemiah, at the, this verse that we mentioned at the beginning, it, it comes back and it says, Remember Tobiah and Sanballat, oh my God, according to these things that they did, who wanted to make me afraid. They, they did these bad things. And Nehemiah knew that ultimately God would take care of it. In Colossians, it says it this way, Colossians 3.25, For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done. And there is no partiality. Listen, the, the reality is, is sometimes we get pretty crummy bosses. Sometimes people don't treat us well. Sometimes even when we're volunteering and trying to help organizations or the community, people get oddly territorial and they make up stories and, and they do different things and they, they try to combat it. God will take care of all of it. I remember when I, when I worked for Borders, one of my bosses, uh, we'll say his name's Kevin because I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but he, he came in and was, was my boss uh, for, a, for a time, and, and pretty soon he developed a, a little bit of a strange pattern that, 
lasted a few days that we thought, okay, maybe it's legitimate, but we quickly figured out something was amiss. He would come in towards the end of the day, and he would work, but then he would claim that he was going to stay, and he was going to work all night long because there was so much stuff that he had to get done, and, and he didn't like to be distracted in that, so he was going to stay and work all night. So he would come in, and, and he, he would wait, and for a few hours, he would be, be by himself and that in the building. But then what he would do was he would leave, and he would go downtown Chicago, and he would go to a club and party all night long. And then he would stumble back to, the, to the, the store, and he would go into his office in all sorts of just prime working condition, and he would fall asleep at his desk. And then whoever opened the, the store up, whoever came in, would come in and find him and wake him up, and, and he would be like, oh man, I worked so hard, I just ended up falling asleep here. And he would, he would do that time after time, and, and on the weekends especially, and, and he would do that. And we figured it out pretty quick, because the amount of work that was actually, like, it didn't match up. And then we're put in this awkward situation, like, like what do we do? Do we report him? Like, how do we do this? He could fire us. Like, what, what should we do? Listen, I'm not telling you to ignore, like, things that are against the law. I'm not telling you to ignore abuse if it's happening or, or anything like that. There is definitely a time to get the proper authorities in place. But what can happen is we can get involved in good works and we can get so worried about the wrong that other people are doing that, that their bad attitudes or their you know, perspective and why are they upset about us helping as a church or you know, all of this, what, what is going on? And it can actually cause us to stop doing good works because we're so worried about getting other people straightened out. So here's the lesson that, that Nehemiah understand and we need to be reminded of today is this, that don't waste time getting even. There's too much good work to do. Right? Nehemiah's got these, these enemies that, that come along and Sanballat and, and, and all of this stuff and they're constantly trying to like make up stories. They hired priests to, to like try to get him to go into the, or prophets to go into the, the, the part of the, the temple that he shouldn't have, saying that it was from God. They, they did all of these things. And Nehemiah could have been like, don't you know who I am? Like God gave me this mission. We're rebuilding Jerusalem. Like we're, we're doing all of these great things. Like you need to get straight. No, he just said, stop bothering me. There's work to be done. I'll let God sort out who's right and who's wrong and, and, and the justice that's, that's, that's needed. And the, the great truth is, and it's very freeing for us, is we don't have to get involved with all the drama. We don't have to, to get dirtied by all of that. We can just do what God called us to do and if people are mistreating, if there's wrong things that are happening, he'll take care of it. He'll take care of it. The fourth lesson uh, that, that I want us to, to remember 
this, this morning is this, that, that you have a good boss so you can be content. You have a good boss so you can be content. I've been pretty hard on my bosses from, from borders this morning, so I'll give you a couple of good stories. Right? So I had a boss at one point, his name was Mike, and, uh, and, and we went through a time in the company where they restructured, and they, they changed the, the structure, and I ended up getting demoted uh, in, in my job. And Mike's hands were really kind of tied, despite the fact that, that I think I was the cafe manager at that time, you know, despite the fact that my metrics and everything was going great and, and we were outperforming a lot of the people in our region, I ended up getting demoted. But, but Mike came alongside and, and was empathetic. He, he spoke well of me when I was getting ready to, to transfer across the country. You know, he, he put in a good word out, out in another region. He, he went to bat for me so that, that I could stay with the company and, and, and keep some of the benefits that I had earned at that point. And, and he helped me out. Uh, there was another manager later on. Her name was Marla. And, and she, she cared about the circumstances of my life. And at that point, I was going to, to seminary, and my time in seminary was coming to the end, and, and she kept giving me leadership responsibilities and new opportunities, despite the fact that she knew I probably was not staying at Borders long term. Like, there was this whole pastor thing that was happening. And she, she kept investing in me and, and, and doing these things. The, the reality is, is whether you have a good boss currently, whether you have a bad boss, whether you've got your own business and so you are the boss, like you have the best ultimate boss in the world, God the Father. And, and we can... We can look to him. Nehemiah knew this because in the middle of this story, these people are coming and, and attacking him. And he could have he gone a lot of different directions. But it says in verse 9 of Nehemiah chapter 6, For they all wanted to frighten us, thinking their hands will drop from the work and it will not be done. But now, O oh God, strengthen my hands. Nehemiah knew that in the midst of some crummy circumstances, in the midst of some false accusations, in the, in the midst of some, some drama and some difficulty, he could be content and turn to his good boss, our Father. And, and what, what he knew is a, is a great gospel truth, and it's this, that God is good, so I don't have to look elsewhere. God is good, so I don't have to look elsewhere. Listen, if you're here and you don't have a great situation at work and you're not getting the, the, the credit that, that should be due your name, remember, God is good. You don't have to look to your boss or to the powers that be to, to, to provide validation and, and credit for, for who you are and, and what you do. God says, you're my child because Jesus died for you. And I love you and I'm going to reward you. 
no matter what people say. If, if, if you're looking and, and, and people just, you're trying to help out and volunteer at an organization and it just like, we don't do it like that or we, you know, criticize and, and they just all come down on you, just, just remember, you don't have to get the award in the paper, the recognition. You don't have to be recognized. God is good. You don't have to look elsewhere. He validates you. He gives you your identity. He gives you eternal rewards. He will take care of it all. We can go back to that first truth at the beginning, and, and, and some people look at God like this, but you know, that there's no fooling God. And you're like, I know, he's just up there. He's gonna like, when I mess up, he's gonna get me. No. You have a good boss who provides forgiveness, who's merciful, who is longing and looking for opportunities to reward your good works. And how do we know that? Well, in one of the craziest circumstances where it should have been the opposite, Jesus dying on the cross, who did he look to? What were his last words? Luke chapter 23. Then Jesus calling out with a loud voice, he's on the cross, he's ready to die. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed my last. He breathed his last. Jesus lived the ultimate life of good works. He healed people. He, he fought for justice and brought down like the religious bad leaders who are, who are putting weights on people and, and causing them to do things that, that God didn't want them to do. He, he forgave sins. He did all of these things. If anyone should have gotten credit, if anyone should not have faced bad circumstances because of the work that he did, it was Jesus. And yet, even in the most painful and difficult experience of Jesus' life, he turned to his father, his boss, if we can say it that way, and he said, I'm committing myself into your hands. I'm looking towards you because I know that you are good. So the, the lesson for us, the, the takeaway uh, this morning is that, that we can work hard because our good God is watching. Our good God is watching. And, and that good God has provided a way to change our relationship to work and our identity to what we do through Jesus Christ and through the gospel so that our identity can change. And so if you're here and you're going like workaholic, like I got to end the year and pay for Christmas and work 80 hours a week and, and do all that, and then I will be something. Let me remind you, God is good. You don't have to look elsewhere. He says, I got you. I love you. I sent my son to die for you. I gave you everything that you need. Moms, you're slugging it out. You just made a great Thanksgiving meal. Nobody seems to appreciate it. The kids just smear pumpkin pie into the carpet. 
remember, God is good. You don't have to look elsewhere. You're, he defines who you are, not your ungrateful toddler that may be downstairs right now. We can do good works in our life. We can persevere through difficulties. We can work hard, even when the people that should appreciate, should recognize, should think, don't have any idea. Because of who God is. So I want to ask you and invite you, if you want to learn more about the gospel and how you can have your identity and have that security of knowing that God loves you, you can visit the gospel page on our website. Click follow Jesus on the top of any page. But then I want to, if you're here and you're listening or you're online and participating along with us today, I want to invite you to fill out the check-in form, whether on one of those cards or online. And, and answer this question, because I want to pray and encourage you this week. Is, and the question is this, what work situation is causing you to forget who you really are? What, what, what situation is causing you to forget who you are and, and discouraging you from pursuing good works? You are loved by God. You have the best boss in the world. He is going to reward your good works forever. Don't let the circumstances that you're facing today, even if they're crummy, make you lose sight of that. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for these reminders from your word. God, help us to keep going in good works, even when we maybe don't get the, the credit that, that we think we should. God, thank you that your son and the, his sacrifice gives us an identity that we can be secure of who we are uh, because of what he's done. God, help us this week, help us this month, help us to persevere in doing good works. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening all the way through. I hope this has been an encouragement to you as we've talked about good that works good that makes a difference. And I hope that this has made a little difference in your life. We'd love to hear from you before you log off. So go to branchlife.church and check in with us no matter when you're watching this video. I wanna encourage you to be a part of our next episode, whether it's online or even in person. And, and I've been praying for you. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next time.